Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. There we go. Three, two, and one. It's 92.9 FM ESPN, the 6 o'clock show with Brad Carson, and we've got Harold Grader, the associate director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. The executive himself is here, and we are getting closer and closer every week to the Liberty Bowl, which will be on the 28th of December. I've already cleared it off my calendars. I don't know if Mississippi State's going to be back again this year, Harold, but uh, I do know that it's there's a lot of good candidates that are looking like they're going to be in that territory so far. They, there sure are, Brad, and don't know if we'll have a repeat team in your Bulldogs, no. but I can tell you one game that we were keeping an eye out over the weekend, and that was Arkansas. Oh, yes, the, the, the BYU game. Go way out west to BYU, uh-huh. got the W. They're now back on the positive side of wins losses at four and three so i can tell you the hogs and it's been a while since they've been in the AutoZone liberty bowl they are definitely on the radar hogs would be great and i was so glad to see them beat byu like they did i i wasn't a big byu believer and they proved me to be right i think the quarterback had a lot to do with that arkansas looks like they're the real deal let's uh if you if i might harold i want to go straight to this tennessee alabama game because oh, there was nothing happening there. I, I heard there was a game. I heard it was in Rocky Top. I think they had game day. Uh, there might have been some songs, some dances, yeah. some, some um, you know, goalposts going down the Tennessee River. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I've seen anything like this, and I've been in Memphis 18 years. It, it was quite a weekend at Tennessee for the uh, Alabama game, and I realize I've got Alabama friends myself it wasn't as fun. It came at your expense, but you've had a long, long run yeah, yeah. at this thing. Uh, just kind of, what did you think of the scene in Knoxville? Well, it was wild and deservedly so. And congratulations to the Big Orange and to Josh and that football team and their fans after 15 years of misery <laughs> playing uh, Alabama. Uh, you, you know, and, and we've been talking about yeah. Tennessee for mm-hmm. all all for, season. It's kind of been at the top of our all list. season long. Yeah, yeah, and you saw it coming yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Building this team back to where they want to be, and you know, kudos to Josh Heupel, and the, and we've been saying this now for the last two or three weeks. Really good football team. I think a week or so ago in this conversation, I think we put them. I know I did put Tennessee in that top three in the yes. SEC with Georgia and Alabama. Clearly, in the top two, if not the best team in the SEC right now, and and they're they're, it's all rolling. Uh, in, no, it, in big orange country. It's it's real. It's not a fluke. You know, I think there have been times Mississippi State, unfortunately, falls into this. I, lo- I had to look back over the last 20 years of Mississippi State-Alabama game, and I bring this up because now my Bulldogs are faced with going to Tuscaloosa this weekend to try to beat that team or at least keep it competitive, 
and you know it's just going to be a brutal atmosphere coming up against Alabama, who lost this game, obviously, to Tennessee. And, you know, I don't know what you thought of the game. I thought Alabama played a good game. I thought Bryce Young clearly is the key to that offense. But but to the point you were making, I think Tennessee is a better team than Alabama. I do. I think they are, too. Uh, they they are playing as a complete football team yeah. in all phases of the game, and now as we said last week yeah. uh, in this segment about UT and in the, in the lead up to Alabama, if they win and they did, what does that mean for them? It's huge, Brad. You know, now you have Martin this week. There's a W. Then Kentucky. Kentucky's probably a W in Knoxville. Yeah, that helps. It, it'll be a tough game. Good, good game should be a W. Should be a dub. And then. Is that the Georgia game next? November 5th. That's the big at one. At Georgia. So you're looking at Tennessee. Yeah. You expect them to go into that Georgia game undefeated. Yeah. Same thing for Georgia. Should go into that UT game undefeated. And that one's going to be uh, – that decides the East. Who's going to be in the SEC championship game? And so it is. you, you think this game was, was crazy. Now you go to Athens <laughs> and play the Bulldogs, two undefeated. And again – a lot riding on that. Yeah. You know, a, a chance to play in the SEC championship game, the playoff. And right now, you know, I, Tennessee is definitely, I think, in the college football playoff. Harold Grader is the associate executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And we're talking about SEC football and all the potential matchups and all these teams that could lead their way to Memphis as part of the bowl series that'll come up at the end of the year. I think the Georgia-Tennessee game is going to be amazing. I think it could rival – not the atmosphere maybe not like Rocky Top with all the antics and the, the, the river and the drunkenness, maybe less drunkenness, but still as fun. The, the Georgia-Tennessee game looks to, to be a, a good one. What I was Let me jump to some of these other games because we were talking about Alabama as well. Alabama will take on Mississippi State. Mississippi State's a good football team. Didn't have a good weekend, though, and it was a disappointing loss at Kentucky who had Will Levis in the yeah. game, banged up, but he was playing, and he clearly is, is the guy who keeps that whole thing rolling. And, you know, Kentucky was able to contain that offense for Mississippi State. It was interesting to see because Arkansas wasn't able to do that. I didn't see that coming. Well, you know, he's a stoop, yeah. meaning Mark Stoop, the head coach at Kentucky. Yeah. They are all about defense, and that has been one of the building blocks for that Kentucky program under Mark Stoops, which has gotten them to where they are, which is a consistent winner, a consistent bowl team in the high levels. You know, Will Levis, you mentioned, was back. Uh, Chris Rodriguez, the mm-hmm. running back, had a really good game, almost 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns, but it was the defense. And this is where you look at the Mississippi State situation, Brad, and we've been talking in very – uh, positive mm-hmm. terms about the Bulldogs here lately. They were on a roll. They had yeah. won three in a row. Looking they, good. They were averaging something like over 40 points a game. Yeah. But what was making them roll? We all know about the passing offense, mm-hmm. but the key has been the run game. Let's talk about Ole Miss now across the state of Mississippi because Brian Harson went in there as a coach that everybody's been putting on the hot seat and looked like a coach for a while who shouldn't be on the hot seat. Ole Miss played well in the second half and pulled the game out, but a good game for Auburn, and and now Ole Miss gets ready for LSU. What do you think of Ole Miss? Well, I'll, one note about Auburn before yeah. we talk about the Rebels. Those kids at Auburn are playing their tails off <laughs> yes. for this guy. Yeah. So it's quite a dilemma. I mean, everybody since yeah. media days back at Atlanta have been talking about firing Brian Harson. Yeah, But this Auburn team is playing for their coach – and they're, I would say, they're making the decision 
you would think. Difficult, yeah, I mean, sure. But, but again, we're talking about Auburn. Yeah, and, and as we talked about off the air, the athletic director, they're hiring an athletic director, so yeah. there's a lot of moving parts at Auburn. It seems like for the last 15 years that I've been watching SEC football, we talked about Tennessee finally getting over the hump against Alabama this year. It seems like we've been talking about even in years where they were good firing the Auburn coach. So, you know, nobody seems to be happy. Hopefully they, they stabilize the ship there soon. But the, a good game at Ole Miss. And Ole Miss, I think, you know, still undefeated, looks really good and, and looks like they're going to be part of that West conversation. Absolutely. 7-0, go to LSU this week. LSU playing pretty good ball. Yeah. And you go to Baton Rouge, won't be easy, but you got to think, should be a good L- game. Lane yeah. and, and that bunch, they yeah. figure out a way to win, but it, it's not going to be easy. Nothing would surprise stretch. me. No, nothing about that game would surprise me either way, if Ole Miss wins or LSU, because I think LSU's proved that Brian Kelly it, clearly is a good coach, yes. um, has had some impressive wins at Florida against Mississippi State at home, had the close loss to Florida State. Uh, that's a good football team. It should be a good game, actually. Yeah, and when you look at Ole Miss's situation – you get the win at LSU, then you're at A and M. Then you have an open week leading into Alabama. Yeah, leading into Alabama, Alabama. Yes. on November twelfth. That there one will probably decide the West. And you, you got to think that if Ole Miss gets by LSU and A and M, well, they will. They'll be undefeated, uh, and then it's it's tide time. And then the rest of the season for Ole Miss after Bama is at Arkansas and then the Egg Bowl. So it's all sitting there, yeah. just like the Tennessee situation for Ole Miss. It's there. It's there for the taking if they continue to play at a high level and can execute. But yeah. Alabama is still Alabama, and we'll see how they come out of this Tennessee game and how the rest of the season goes. Last year, when they lost to A&M, it was the kick in the tail that that yeah. Alabama te- team needed mm-hmm. to get their attention. But mm. uh, let's take things as they come. Yeah. First for Ole Miss is to go into Baton Rouge and get out of there alive and with another W. We we're talking to Harold Grader from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Looking at it from a broad perspective in the uh, top 25, because Ole Miss is, I think, at six this week. They're not in the top four right now, and we're looking at that top four because of the waiting on the expanded playoff. But I think I could make a case, you know, especially if they were to go into Baton Rouge and really do do a number on LSU. They were one of the top four teams in the in in, in the country. Maybe. What do you think? Perhaps so. And again, the, even though they're undefeated, they're still seemingly a little bit off the radar. Yeah. Tennessee has been. The schedule has some of that yeah, to do with yeah, that. Tennessee sure. has been taking up a lot of the oxygen about yeah, yeah. who's who's going to be mm-hmm. competing with Georgia and Alabama for supremacy in the SEC. And here's Lane yeah. and his guys kind of lurking back just a little bit, yeah. but they are undefeated. So yeah. they're, they're not a surprise to anybody. We're talking to Harold Grader, and of course the Big 12 is part of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, a proud part of the Liberty Bowl there, and some really good teams in that league now. If you look at a much improved Kansas team who now uh, took an L this week, but look good, TCU undefeated in the Big 12. Texas, Oklahoma State, you can make a case, is one of the best teams in the country as well. Just we're not used to talking about Oklahoma State that well, uh, that way, but because of Oklahoma now, Oklahoma down a little bit this year. Yes. Um, what, what do you make of that league as, as just from a you know 30,000-foot perspective on, on the Big 12? Well, looking at TCU, obviously Sonny Dykes, the new head coach there, 
They got the win in double overtime against Oklahoma State this past week. So the Horn Frogs sitting there at top of the the uh, herd, so mm-hmm. to speak, at six and zero. And then there are four other Big Twelve teams at five wins: Kansas, K State, Oklahoma State, Texas. Mm-hmm. So this week. I forgot about I Kansas three, State. They're good, yeah, too. Yeah. Three of those four have an opportunity to get bowl eligible. You have TCU at Kansas State. Wow. Kansas State, the home team in that game, if they get the win, they're bowl eligible. Yep. Kansas at Baylor. Kansas with a win. would That would be their sixth win. And here's one. I would say yeah. one, one of the, if not the, marquee game of the upcoming week in the Big 12. That's Texas at Oklahoma State. And the, yes. both, of, both of those are sitting there with five wins. So the winner becomes bowl eligible, and obviously in our world, the the bowl business, you know, the magic number is six, and then you grow from there. So things are are, are wild in the Big 12, and it's a blast. If you could get to, like, the Big 8 Texas-Arkansas territory at that AutoZone Liberty Bowl, that would feel... That feels really good. Wouldn't that be awesome? That feels... Harken back to the old Southwest Conference days? I mean... That would be awesome, and and especially where Arkansas is at, you know, Texas, all those Big Twelve teams in and, the mix, and where Texas is headed, which is the Southeastern South, Conference. Exactly, perfect timing yeah. for you. This is great. Harold Graders with us from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Quickly before we go, and I want to talk about the, the coaches we announced, and of course what's going on with the Touchdown Club, which you're a part of as well. Um, Memphis, a tough overtime loss. I won't go on too long about it. I caught up with it because it was one of the late games on yeah. Saturday, along with the Mississippi State Kentucky game. And look, I know Ryan's going through it a little bit today and hearing from it on our station on 92.9 and, uh, you know, in other places too. But, you know, you got a chance now to go to Tulane, which is now a yeah. top 25 team. Yep. It's not a, not a bad matchup to, to sort of right the ship. That's kind of where I've, I've moved to on it. You know, they, and Ryan is a friend. I say yeah. that full disclosure. Yeah. Ryan Silverfield is a friend. Wishing nothing but the best. And that is my alma mater. These it's a are, tough loss. These are tough days. Yeah. These are tough days. And they've just got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I know they're frustrated. Uh, the fans are frustrated. And when you have these big leads, the uh, the inability to take control of a game and especially finish a game, and that has become an yeah. ongoing theme with this football team. And, and that's not a good place to be. And now you go on the road to Tulane – and they're doing a good job down there. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. You know, Tulane's in first place in the American, and uh, Tigers have got to figure out a way uh, to gut out a win here and, and get things headed back in the other direction. I think they can win that game. I really do, and I want them to win that game. I really do. I'd like us to be coming in here a week from now talking about a yeah. Tulane win over a top twenty-five Tulane team because you get Central Florida and I could see this helping bring it back to the to where we're looking positive in the Memphis program, but a tough loss and back to back doesn't make it any easier too. Cause you come off that Houston one where you had the big lead. Too. Yeah. And after Tulane, uh, you're looking at an open week. Yeah. So the last thing you want to do so, going into an open week is yeah, ha- have a losing skid going there. That's right. And, but think, yeah. let's just say fingers crossed. Let's fingers hope, crossed for Tulane hope for good things yep. for the Tigers against Tulane. So coach uh, Silverfield will have Tulane this weekend. And then, of course, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. After the season, we do bowl season, and we do it 
really nice uh, program here at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Leading up to it, though, we've got the the high school all-star game, which we talked about last week. I saw the announcement for it. I thought it was really good selections here. Uh, some Tyler Gold, who has a great North Point team, and they've been rolling. They've got Lausanne uh, later this season in a couple of weeks to wrap up this season. That should be a pretty good football game. Uh, and then uh, Thomas, is it uh, James? James Thomas, the head coach at Houston. At Houston is your other coach. I think you did a good job here. So Well, we, we think so. Uh, two very good coaches, great programs. You know, and at the end of the day, you know, our motivation to even put this game on, and this is our 20th year, is yeah. what can we do to help these players? Obviously, the elite players mm-hmm. are going to get their college scholarship offers. It's that next cut of kid who can play D1, but maybe hasn't quite gotten, right. gotten the attention or the exposure. Yeah. That's great. Uh, so it's there. And these coaches in their comments, they are all about the kids. Yeah, I heard Coach and, Thomas. And, and, that, and yeah. that's, that's the right approach in the right frame of mind in the way to approach it's this exactly all-star right. game. Yeah, Coach so we're Thomas, excited about that. he was saying, you know, we're not we're not coaching technique here. We're having yeah. a good time. We want to make sure these guys get exposure and have and have fun. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's about building relationships and that's also one of the great things about this all-star game over all these years now is you have players that uh, may not mm-hmm. face each other yeah. during the regular season but all of a sudden they become they're, they're on sure. the same team. And just building those relationships, friendships, you know, to this, for us, that's special. Yeah. And one of the unique things about this All-Star game. So it all comes together uh, in early December, culminating with the game on December 10th over at MUS. 20th year for your All-Star yeah. game. That's great. Yep. Harold's with us. And then final thing uh, before we let you go, and we'll do this again next week. Every week we talk football with Harold Grader from uh, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Touchdown Club you're a part of as well. Tonight uh, you have a meeting. Next week is intriguing, too, at the Marriott East. Bill O'Brien coming to town. Why don't you go through the schedule of what you guys have coming up there? Yeah, tonight over at the Hilton we have Quinn Grovey, the former Arkansas quarterback. Uh, He's in town. We'll be talking about the Hogs again, as we said earlier. Coming off the win against BYU. Uh, we'll also be honoring our high school player of the week, who is Braxton Sharp, running back from Munford. He's among the top one or two in mm-hmm. each of the offensive categories uh, here in Memphis, Shelby County, whether it's touchdowns, yards rushing, uh, yards per carry. Uh, outstanding young man, and, and his coach uh, will be a part of mm-hmm. the All-Star game as well. And then next week, a double dip of sorts for the Memphis Touchdown Club. On Monday night, the 24th, we'll be at the Marriott East. Okay. Alabama offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien scheduled to be the speaker then. And with next week being the open week for the Tigers on Wednesday, the 26th, also at the Marriott, the Tigers' Ryan Silverfield. So uh, if you haven't been a part of the Touchdown Club and you want to talk ball and hear some great uh, speakers uh, and get some insights, Join us at the Memphis Touchdown Club. It's all on their website. Yeah. Just Google it. And again, so Quinn Grovey tonight, next week, Bill O'Brien, Ryan Silver. Loaded up. Well done. Yeah, it's Mr. fun. Grader. Very nice. Very nice. Look forward to having you on next week. We look forward to some awesome games. Ole Miss, LSU, all of these games we'll go over next week here on the 6 o'clock show at 6 o'clock. Harold Grader from the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.